Well, hello there, listeners. I'm Lazarus Black, here with another update on what's been going on with this podcast thing. See, the Rogue Valley roleplayers are now an affiliate of BattleBards, an online resource of sound effects, tension tracks, and all sorts of audio goodies to use in your own games and shows. Just head on over to BattleBards.com and check them out. And if you like what you see, be sure to sign up for a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Be seeing y'all. Hello and welcome everyone to the Rogue Valley Role Players Podcast. My name is Ben. I'm here with Austin, Ed, Rosemary, and Nick, and we are here to play Valley of Famine, a Deadlands Reloaded podcast. Once again, my name is Ben. I am the Marshal. I am the Game Master. I am the madman running this show. And I'm Austin, uh, playing everyone's favorite friend, Wine on Beard Slay. I'm Ed, and I play a girl named Daisy. The ghost rock drives her crazy. Yeah, she's a weird scientist and all that. (laughs) My name's Rosemary. I play ex-deputy, ex-hutslinger. Rachel Jane Kennedy. No relation to the president. The future president? Yeah. The once and future president. Yep. Ooh, that's a book. That, that, that probably is a book, actually. Probably. I am Nick S. I am playing Haru Matsuhara, the Harrowed Samurai. When last we left off, there had been quite a bit of political drama going on. Uh, The posse attended a uh, party for the ambassadors of the Union, England, Russia, and the Ottoman Empire. And the uh, American ambassador got murdered. Quite viciously. So, um... We're gonna... I think everyone retired for the night. If not from last time then we're going to fast forward to like the next day um the the party continued on uh ambassador ismail um did his best to kind of uh do some damage control with the other ambassadors uh Wynon, uh revealed himself to actually be the junior ambassador and representative for the united states of america I'm not quite sure where I'm going with this scene, I'll forewarn you, but I think we're going to pick up in uh, the ambassador's office with Wynon sitting at the desk. Oh, damn it all. Why did they have to go kill the ambassador? I don't want to sit here all day. And then at that moment... At that moment... Um... Who have you called to your office? Which of the rest of the posse? Um, I'm actually going to call all of them, because we've got to discuss 
what we're gonna do. All right. So so, make some plans. Make yeah, some there's plans. a there's a light knock at, at your door. Y- yes, come in. You're all there. Where is his office at? It's probably in the um, Deseret Ambassadorial amb- Embassy thing. Is it the same embassy where the... Yeah, it's all one big building. It's probably like not at all how embassies really work, but I'm not into politics and stuff like that, so I'm making it up as best I can. You all walk into Wynon's new, if temporary, office. Uh, Mr. Matsuhara, could you open that drawer on the left? Keeping his eyes on you, he continues to give you a cold stare and opens the drawer. Much appreciated. Wynon grabs the papers that he was furiously scribbling on and signing on his desk, wads them all up and walks over and just shoves them in the drawer and slams it. (laughs) I don't know how many times I have to tell them the damn ambassador's dead, but seems they won't believe me, so I'm sending letter after letter after letter. But come, let's talk business. Pull up a chair. Where, where do you hide the coffee? You want coffee? You got a stash? Like the other delegates? If she had a stash, I certainly don't know where it is. Uh, we might be able to get the, the waiters to bring us some tea. Does that meet your approval, Gilmore? I guess. I will stand. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> Rachel's gonna sit down and put her feet up on your desk, crossing them. You're going to need to remove your feet from my desk. I cleared it for a reason. Who the fuck are you? He's the ambassador. I'm the junior ambassador, as you can see from my pen. <laughs> oh. That tells us what... It looks legit. <laughs> and yes, I've got a hobby or two on the side. Which as... You, uh, shut the door. Damn it, shut the door. Haru just, no, no, just like lifts his foot and kicks the door closed and brings his foot back down. <laughs> yes, thank you. Are you sure you don't want to sit down? You look very uncomfortable. I am... Samurai. I live in uncomfortable... Yes, well, let's get down to brass tacks. As you can see, I work for the Union. I, I apologize for keeping that information from all of you, but it was necessary for the security of the Union itself. I can't go telling every Tom, Dick, and Harry off the streets who I am 24-7, was I'd get no work done. You didn't think it was relevant to maybe, I don't know, mention that you were the junior ambassador to the United States before... I have mentioned it. I mentioned it after it became relevant. It wasn't relevant till recently. After all, junior ambassador has no real power, lest the full ambassador uh, has an accident. Uh, you look like you're constipated or something, Mr. Matsuhara. Do you have something to say? 
I am in a split mood. I understand the necessary precaution in keeping state secrets. Wait, was that a joke? Was was that like a multiple personality joke? You're siding with him? I didn't say that. I am on fence. Because if that was a joke, that was actually like legit funny. He's lied to us since the very beginning, since he walked up to us in that hotel lobby. Surely you understand keeping certain secrets from certain people. After all, we've had two as well. I won't ask the question, because I think you all know I'm thinking it. (laughs) Yes, secrets are a matter of just being alive in our world today. However... I also am in agreement with Rachel in that knowing more, we could have helped more. We could have prepared more. And I did not know if you were loyal to the Union. I'm not sure I'm still convinced of it, though I don't think you're necessarily harmful either. Well, we would have been more loyal to the Union if you would have told us to look out after the Ambassador. But we were getting paid to look out after the Ottoman guy. Yes, I, I'm rather confused why they killed her. It doesn't make a lot of logical sense to me. Could just be politics. Hell, you might be in danger. You saw that, Mr. Beardsley? I'll gladly lay down my life for the Union, if need be. That's why I've called you here. I'm wondering if you are interested in a little work. We've already discussed it a bit. I'm sure you can fill in the blanks. But in the honor of being a little more honest, I'll just come out and say it. I need a crew for an airship, which is going to hunt down a certain other airship, piloted by scumbag ruffians and pirates who have killed a member of my nation. Talking about the Tempest? I am talking about the Tempest. You're tough enough. You're smart enough. And even if you won't follow my orders, I believe that my best chances of survival are with a crew like you, who can handle just about anything. I go where they go. You think we can handle an airship? (laughs) Who was going to fly it? I saw you handle an entire mine full of ghouls. Well, that's easy. You shoot them. If I shoot the airship, that's not going to go well for us. Yes, I, I, I'm not intending you to shoot the airship right away. I, after all, it would be better to have someone to blame for this mess. And if we kill them all by crashing the airship, then I won't have anyone to get answers from. And that would definitely put a damper on my hobbies. We do know an airship pilot. Yes, we do, don't we? And you think he's the trustworthy one who's going to get us up to this extremely dangerous, fully armed Tempest? The way I see it, Fitz never lied to us. How big is your ship? He does have a very friendly gorilla. I like his gorilla, but... Woodland and zoo animals can only take us so far. That gorilla can man a gun. It can man a gun... (laughs) Bigger than Daisy's railgun. So couldn't it hurt to have somebody who knows the way around an airship 
I... I mean, we could always try to buy our own and crew it ourselves, but that costs a lot of money, and... I don't have a lot of money. You have access to a lot of money, Mr. Junior Ambassador. Well, access is a... exaggeration. I certainly can make requests, some of which are fulfilled. A request for a full airship would be quite difficult indeed. I wouldn't say the full airship. I'd say the money to get a crew, if that's what you are so specifically desiring. Otherwise... We go with fits. I want to interject real fast. Last session, I do believe you wired two uh, your superiors in the agency for assistance, right? Yeah. Um, I've already asked for assistance. I'm not sure how much we'll get yet. About that time, there's a light knock at the door. Yes. Angel swing her feet off of the desk and turn around to face the door. Oh, how polite of you. Haru shifts to where when the door opens, he'd be behind it. Door opens, and there's a, a pretty young kid. Um, looks a little nervous, like he's not uh, 100% accustomed to coming to the government buildings, but he's like, um, Telegram for uh, uh, Am- Ambassador Beardsley? Uh, junior Ambassador, please don't give me a title I hardly deserve. Okay, sir. Hands you an envelope. Rips off the top and takes a peek. All right. Uh, dismissing the kid, giving him a tip or anything. He's just standing there, kind of awkward. Uh, I have some Tootsie Rolls. And, uh, what, why are you here? Um, he holds out his hand and kind of looks at, looks at the ground nervously. Uh, oh, heck. Wine on, and Rachel will pull a coin out of her pocket mm-hmm. and hand it over to the kid. Okay. Yeah. And he goes running off. I appreciate that, ex deputy. All of my coins are explosive. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they were not appropriate to give to the young boy. I'm sure you understand. Rachel's got this look of, her, like, what the fuck on her face. So, the, the telegram that you receive is, conveniently enough, from the agency. Uh, a, a, an airship and crew has been made available for your use in avenging the murder of the, uh, the ambassador. Uh, you are to report to, and they give you an address, um, and you will be conveyed to the USS Valley Forge. He starts uh, nodding and has a satisfied look on his face. Good news. I have an airship. There's a a PS on there. You are to convey the utmost respect for the captain of the Valley Forge. Hmm. I really hope the captain is a certain character we've met before. So, in the short time I've known you, I, I believe I can say this with some certainty... You are not the sort to be motivated by money. And so I'm not sure what I can offer you. Do you have any requests for this favor that I'm asking? It's for the good of the nation, if that matters to you. Oh, Haru would want to ask for some union assistance taking down, uh, God, what's his name? Shang Jin. Shang Jin. Yeah, taking out Shang Jin. Uh, a 
mogul in the Iron Dragon has something that I've been desperately looking for. Any assistance that the Union can provide me for taking down Sheng Jin of the Iron Dragon would be all the reward I could ever want. Yes, you truly hate him. I remember I was in disguise. <laughs> and yet I still feel like asking a favor of you is making a deal with the devil and kind of in his own mind says which I've already done once and <laughs> I won't take your soul Haru not cause I already did silence but I will ask for your honest best work and I believe we can help you with your little issue I go where they go and where do you go? Well, I'm here in town looking for my daddy. Ah, yes, and where do you think he is? Any ideas? Well, Black, Black Ridge Industries is the ones that people say have them. And so, yeah, that's why I've been hanging around with the Cordobas and all that. Trying to get to know what they know. It'd be nice to know what the Union knows. We know a thing or two about your father. Not much. But no, he owns some patents. He would have. I believe that's <laughs> ominous. That super ominous. I love it. I believe that we can help you find your father, or at least learn what happened to him. I, to be honest with you, Miss Gilmore, I do not know if he's still alive. He's gone dark, as they say. Well, that's true, because no one's seen him for a long time. But as they say, Mr. Winden, one hand washes the other, so... Uh, What does that mean? That means you wash my hands, I wash your hands. We help each other. I think I'd rather wash my own hands, but (laughs) I I appreciate the sentiment, I, I suppose. Um, there are certain uh, devices and techniques available to me that I believe would be of assistance to you in reclaiming your father. I've already ordered one. It's on its way, but it won't be here for a while. That reminds me, there's another knock all of a sudden. Uh, just a moment. What? Yes, come in. Door opens. There's uh, a guy. Steps in. Package for Mr. Beardsley? Oh, yes, hand it here. Uh, sign, please. Thank you. Um, oh, uh, that one was rather more polite than the last delivery man, wasn't he? And he kind of like peeks at the box and kind of shakes it a little bit. Oh, I know exactly what this is. Miss Gilmore, consider this a side of my good faith. What is this? Open it up. <laughs> 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 An explosion rocks the embassy as all players die. <laughs> no. That's not what it is. Then the next party comes in to investigate. Uh, so as Daisy opens the box, uh, she unravels the brown paper packaging, and within there is a foam molding that is around a device that is small and circular and has a like a, a prod that comes out when you depress a red button on the top. 
that makes a, a buzzing noise. What the heck is that? This device permits entry to locks, which otherwise would not permit entry. Locks like the locks at the estate that we fled not too long ago. Now, I will need that back, but I think it might help you out temporarily. Okay, thank you. It will self-destruct if I give the order, you understand? Please don't cross me. Uh, and how about you, Kennedy? She gives you a long, thoughtful look, and then very slowly and deliberately she places her feet back up on your desk and crosses her ankles and says, I'll help in exchange for an honest memory. Mr. Beardsley. A memory? Hey, wait a minute. Are you playing at my fucking game? Something that will tell me about what kind of man you are. Something true. I have no use for money or other favors. You just want to know more about me? Who you're about to work for? Yes. Well, we'll start with my name. It's not Wynon Beardslay. I, w I can't tell you my real name, of course. You understand, it's been scrubbed. But it's a lie. Everything I am is a lie. There is one truth that I will tell you, and that is that I will serve my nation at all costs to myself. I will die for my nation and the people that live within it. And I am utterly and completely loyal. And whether you choose to believe that or not, I know it to be the truth. She'll look into your eyes for a long time. He doesn't blink. Rachel doesn't blink either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after a moment, she'll... Sighs. He ain't much of a storyteller, but I guess that'll do. Hmm. A lot of stories aren't really worth telling, in my experience. Well then, sounds like we have some sort of accord. And I thank you. I believe we will do good work together, and I hope continue to do so for times to come. Now, uh, is there anything I can get you? before we prepare for what we must do. Coffee? coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you murder someone for a cup of coffee right now. I'm, I'm starting to run low on chewing tobacco, too. Coffee and chewing tobacco. And you, Mr. Matsuhara, do you... What do you want? I am fine. Uh, that's a subjective statement. I'll see if I can scrounge up some coffee. I was, I was going to say, Wynon would notice that Haru kind of seems to be looking at, like, off to the side. Like, almost as if he was looking at somebody that was there, but that, from your perspective, wouldn't be. Turns back, I'm fine. As fine as I can be. 
Mr. Matsuhara, for all of your complaining about how dishonest I am. I can't help but feel that you're not the most honest with yourself. Boy, ain't that the fucking truth. But I am glad to have you. Do know that. And I will not throw your lives away in vain. You're valuable to me. Do you only see people as valuable and not valuable? No. But I do see the big picture. Well then, I'm going to uh, find a place to have a cigarette. Rachel will stand uh, tip her hat towards you and say when shall we report in? What did the telegram say? It gave you an address. It didn't give any time frame or anything. Uh, I, I take it back. It said um, give it a day or two for them to supply the vessel and be prepared. We have a couple of days, and since the key is here, perhaps it would make sense to try to resolve the issue of Miss Gilmore's father while we have time. I'm replaceable. Should I die in such a rescue action, someone, I'm sure, will be sent. And... I don't know. I feel the airship attack could very easily go poorly. I'll be honest with you on that. So what do you think? We could either wait a couple of days, and, or we could try to find Miss Gilmore's father in that time. Well, Daisy, I mean, I know how anxious you are about finding your... And we got this new key. We can go check out their estate. I say we go looking for him. Did I throw you into the bus? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not prepared for this. That's, that's I okay. was we, not prepared for this, but that's okay. No, we, no. Can re- we can rewind that scene. Nope. nope. Okay. okay. Uh... I'm barely prepared for this session as it is, so That's fair. I can I can swing with the punches. You just tell me what your uh, your plan of action is, so that way I know how to react. How are we about to go approach the Cordova mansion, especially now that it isn't a party day, and we're probably going to want to have weapons? Well, well, there is that offer. Yeah, I have an offer. You maybe I run. Interference with them while y'all stealth around. I have a man I can call in as backup, should we need a more brutal assault. But, yes, I see no easy solution. I would prefer a more front direction I must admit that I do not necessarily like sneaking around for if this Cordova is innocent we'd be breaking into a man's home unwarranted yeah but if he has Daisy's father and we announce our intentions he could just I understand have it her is father killed quite the dilemma I find it highly unlikely that he would be considered innocent by any definitions, considering the company he keeps. 
Got any dirt on this family? Sand. Did you forget our conversation? I did. Good line. I like it. Um, yeah, so Wynon reminds you, Rachel Jane Kennedy, oh, yeah. <laughs> of the um, demon sand monster that he murdered in the mansion. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I was very drunk that night. Uh, indeed you all, are. all I know, Haru, is breaking and entering is much less of a crime than assault. Very if, well. If you wish, though, maybe you could accompany Daisy while Mr. Beardsley and I sneak into the mansion and look for her father. I also have another man, like I mentioned. His name's Hangman, or... That's how you'll know him. Uh, he might be able to play the part of a bodyguard for Miss Gilmore. Something to that effect. He's highly deadly, as the name implies. Loyal. Is he creepy? No, he's a pleasant sort. Uh, as long as you catch him in daylight. Okay. We three can sneak in through some side entrance or... What about have you? That Haru. I'm not the sneakiest woman alive. You are pretty brazen, but that is why I care for you. Wait, I'm confused. Was that an insult or a compliment? Haru, I think brazen isn't the word you meant there. Oh, Assertive? Um, yes, that's a bit kinder. Um passionate yes yes good uh this is getting awkward um (laughs) rachel's blushing (laughs) no wait continue i'm enjoying this forward i guess it's up to you do you want one of us to accompany you or would you rather just go with the creepiest fuck sounding bodyguard. Hangman. Hangman. I think this hangman might be all right. The more the more of you running around looking for stuff, the better probably. Should we establish a signal of some sort in case something goes wrong, or will we just assume that the general sound of chaos and gunfire will alert us that the plan has been foiled? That's what's we've been, what we've done before. Why change now? Okay. I, I think you know what sound I'll be making if I'm in trouble. Yeah. Here's the way I see it. If something goes wrong, they'll likely try to capture us and murder us within the confines of the mansion. I doubt they'll be calling the police on their mansion full of sand spooks. So as long as we don't allow ourselves to get caught, it doesn't matter if we make noise as long as we can complete our objective. And our objective is to look for Daisy's father or evidence... Of where he might be held. Correct. And I must stress, not to get greedy. If her father's not there and we don't have clear answers, consider the risk of continuing to stay. Daisy, that's up to you. It's your father. Well, if you find him and can get him out, do so. Right? Of course. Now, Daisy, I, 
I'll be frank. You don't strike me as the sort able to act. Do you think you can truly keep him interested while we do our thing? Well, if he's interested enough in the Lemurians, we've got a lot to talk about, so... Yes. She can ramble on for days about it. She will be fine. Haru knows he doesn't sleep much. and Yeah, we've had some long days on the road. <laughs> days. All right, since you seem so certain. Go ahead and make me an occult roll at negative two. That's a total of five. Yeah, so Daisy's comment about Haru not sleeping much, combined with some of the other evidence, uh, kind of the, pe- the the puzzle pieces start to fit together a little bit for you. He linger, His eyes linger on Haru just for a moment too long, and he makes final eye contact. Problem, Mr. Beardsley. None. Let's get started, shall we? We have a few busy days ahead of us. Scene transition. Scene transition, yes. So, um, I know Daisy, you, and Hangman are going to openly approach the Cordova Manor. How do the rest of you intend to get in? There's, um, it's it's pretty uh, locked tight. There's no, um, like, back entrance or anything like that. It's just, like, the front gate. What's, like, what's the wall made of and around the... The, uh, structure and how tall is it? It's probably about eight feet tall. Uh, there is definitely some sort of uh, wire running along the top of it, um, tastefully disguised, but still kind of evident. Like this is not a place you should try to sneak into. Uh, the material. Um, I don't know. Um, it's not sandstone. It's definitely, um... Like a stone, though? It's definitely a stone. Like cobblestone, almost, or... Yeah, kind of. How did you get in, Mr. Beardsley? The first... The night of the party. I don't think it would work again. I disguised myself as a certain mannequin. That was you?! I was going to shoot you. You're making me blush. It must have been a good disguise. Damn, she like takes her hat off and like does the whole like smacking it against the leg thing. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, that's enough. You, you know, we do have to sneak into this place. I'm assuming like, are we like across the street from it, kind of just looking at it, scouting it out? Sure, Like yeah. a day before we're going to go? Yeah. And Daisy would have given the key to Okay. What about this gizmo? Could this get us into the mansion? Well, look at the perimeter. Do you see any other locks? I only see a front gate. Is there a like a, oh, a kind of hidden place next to the wall that Haru could go to? Is Haru has a sneaking suspicion? Um. Probably not right by the front gate. Not right by the front. I'm thinking like a side, a side of the wall. And uh, I should preface: you're probably actually quite a distance away from it because this is not the the manor is not in Salt Lake City 
proper. It's okay. it's like I don't know, ten miles outside of the city. It's it's like its own little compound. Oh, okay. So then, could we be like on a I don't know a building? Yeah, like, like a ridge or something. Looking at it, you've got like your your Winchester out. You're using your scope to yeah. kind of look at it. Um. So yeah. Um. You could probably try and take an approach that would be uh, unseen, but you'd have to give me um, a stealth roll. Okay. We could hire someone to cause a distraction and then just slip by. It's a solid plan. Simple enough. Then we would use the automatic key to infiltrate the gate during the distraction. Well, if Daisy's going through the front gate... We could just hide in the carriage with Daisy. How how can we see how many guards are posted at the gate? There are no guards. Oh, so are we scouting this place like the next day? I I think it was early enough that it's it's the same day. It's the same day. Um, so you're scouting right now. You're not actually going for it. Yeah. I think well, I, I mean, you can. It's early enough that you can. Um, here's my proposal for how the party can get in to help move things along is if you wanted to have everyone hire like a, a carriage or a wagon or something to for Daisy to go there openly and have everyone else like either hiding underneath the undercarriage or something and kind of kind of roll out uh, after it gets in there we I can make that happen that's not a bad that idea that sounds like the smartest decision honestly yeah. mm-hmm. sure if that's an option we'll do it yeah so okay uh, going back to the scene, um, you're you're all on this ridge, kind of overlooking the Cordova Manor, um, coming up with a plan. So let's come up with a plan. So yeah, Rachel's like looking through her scope, and she says, "I don't see actually any guards at the front gate." Just looking from here, it seems the wall is too fortified. Other than the front gate, how is Daisy planning on getting in? Well, she has an invitation. The rest of us are the issue. And she could take a carriage in? How else would I get into there? They're going to make me walk all the way from this gate to their front door. We can... Well, if we hire a large enough carriage, the three of us can hide aboard and slide on in while you are welcomed. It might be possible to modify a carriage to suit three bodies. When you say hide in a carriage, what exactly are you meaning there? We uh, hang on to the bottom on this. Rachel takes off her hat and slaps it against her (laughs) knee again. (laughs) Does that make you feel better? Sounds. I think it was on what it's called uh, her uh, bucket list. I've always wanted to. Pull a heist, be on the other side of the law. I won't lie, I'm pretty excited about doing this too. Oh, no. Horror's mind. I know what Lazarus being excited to do something is. I'm going to have to freaking roll a Dominion check. (laughs) If only Jonathan were here, he'd probably be able to help you. I mean... No, he couldn't help you at all. He's what? a legit businessman. Nope, he's never robbed a stagecoach, never. I've heard you mention Jonathan a few times. Someone That's, in Oregon. That is her, um, her, um... He's my bae. 
a her, word. Her, um... It's pronounced bow, Daisy. Significant other. Oh. And he's a stagecoach robber. I knew it. I knew it. He, he owns Ghost Rock Mine. He's, he's a legitimate businessman. He robbed the 12 o'clock stage. I knew that was him. I could never pin it on him. Son of a bitch. We are on a bit of a timeline. Can we get moving, please? Well, we go to find a carriage to yeah, do it. We'll... Fast forward. <laughs> so, um, how do we want to do this? The three of you give me stealth rolls. Um, as you're you're in this carriage, you're hiding, you're you're holding on underneath it, you're trying to be disguised as it goes rolling up to the manor. I'd like to ask uh, one of my contacts, Dogcatcher, for help in modifying the bottom of the carriage so we have something to hang on to. He's a chair maker. Okay. Uh, roll a plus two, then. I got a 12, then. I got a raise. Oh, yeah. I got, like, three raises. All right, yeah, you're all super professional about this. Rachel's humming her own theme music quietly. <laughs> we were born to hide under carriages. <laughs> So this carriage comes rolling up to the gate, and there's uh, kind of silence. The The carriage driver, he pulls off his, his uh, vapor mask as soon as you all get clear of the smog of Salt Lake City, and he walks up, he gets off the carriage, walks up the gate, and rings like a little bell. Uh, is Hangman with you? Yeah. I'm actually going to make you play Hangman. That makes sense. <laughs> um, so Hangman is there, uh, and we'll describe him in a moment, but the, the carriage driver gets, out, gets down from the... Uh, front of the carriage this is like an auto carriage it's, uh resembles an uh an early model t uh kind of car um but a little bit bigger and steampunkier um and he he walks up to the front gate and hits like a button uh, or like a buzzer or something me me and uh and then walks back to the carriage and there's a a long pause maybe two minutes and then the gates kind of just swing open and the the carriage rolls on in Go ahead and describe Hangman. He's a gray-haired, red-faced white man in his 50s. He wears ratty blue coveralls, and he carries a series, a little tool belt that has like a series of tools on his side. Um, and he's kind of a jovial guy, smiles a lot. Wouldn't we have dressed him better for this occasion? Yeah, you probably would have dressed him like a little better. You would have asked him to uh, you know, wear like an overcoat or something. He still looks a little rough. He's got to go back to work later. Why don't you look dangerous, but not that kind of dangerous? It's, it sure is great to be uh, working with you, Miss Gilmore. I've uh, heard that, uh, you know, uh, you, you need some protection. and uh, My friend Wynon let me know that I could be here to help you out. Well, all right. Glad you could be an assistance. Hopefully, you just stay quiet and uh, everything will go smoothly. I like it when things go smoothly. Um, so yeah, the the gates open, the carriage rolls forward, uh, pulls into the the courtyard of the the manor, um, and the the gates swing closed. And the three of you that are hanging underneath, you kind of you roll out and you quickly duck into some shadows, like the the pros you mostly aren't. Um, but yeah, you don't think anyone spotted you. And a, a couple of these uh, jackal-masked servants come walking out. They open the door, and they're just, like, flanking the, the doors to the, the manor, waiting silently. All right, well, I'll step on out. All right. 
you and your bodyguard go walking into the Cordova Manor, and the doors, uh, the, the the servants, they say nothing. They don't uh, give you any sort of body language, but they silently close the doors behind you. Chunk. I think you're right, Daisy. I think I might be a little bit underdressed. Didn't realize it was Halloween. <laughs> well, this is just how these people are. They're a little weird. The uh, first person to greet you inside is Alician Cordova. Uh, she's dressed a little more casually than at the party. Um, still wearing like a, a nice dress, um, but not quite so done up. Oh, Daisy! Uh, what a surprise! Thank you for coming. Well, your dad wanted to talk. Had some interesting things to talk about, and well, you know, I think I I know what I want to do now. Okay, uh, I'm sure one of the servants are are, are letting him know uh, as we speak. I'll uh, I'll get I'll make sure to or I'll arrange some uh, refreshments. Got coffee? Of course, we've got coffee. Oh, good. No one in Deseret has it, or in the Salt Lake City. My uh, my father um, was was partially raised by Bedouins, and. Uh, retained their customs regarding coffee. Oh, I've heard good stuff about that. Yes. Yeah, she uh she goes off to go arrange the uh uh refreshments and whatnot and one of the servants comes uh walking up to you and, and again is utterly silent and doesn't say anything to you, just gestures for you to follow it. But another one uh kind of steps up to to hangman. And kind of holds up a uh, a hand, like, wait here. You've got something to say to me, little friend? Yeah. He's alright. He's with me. It shifts its impassive gaze at you, and then uh, slowly shakes its, its head back and forth in a no gesture. I'm not with Daisy. Hello? And yeah, it's impassive. It doesn't respond. It just... Well, Hangman, stay nearby. And we'll enjoy their hospitality. They got coffee. Oh, coffee. Coffee's great. Holler if you need help. Loudly. Yeah, it leads you to... Uh, Osiris Cordova's office. And uh, we'll go quickly back to the trio of you. What are you doing to get in now? We're finding either a side entrance or, you know, what have you. Okay, give me a notice roll. If we all roll it? Uh, just him for now. Sure. Four. Four? All right, yeah, you spot, uh, like, a, a freight entrance sort of thing. Or a side entrance. Like, they wouldn't load supplies in through the front doors, so. Where's that key that Daisy got you? Uh, it's here. Not, not broken from rolling. Would you like me to use that? You look, you're holding it backwards. Oh, it goes like this. Well, let's see. Which side is the button on? That might be a good place to start. There's a button on this cutting contraption. Just, just go ahead. Uh, yeah, so he, he hooks it up to the door and just presses the button and it starts doing its thing. Yep. And uh, there's a click 
and the door is unlocked. Quickly kind of like glance in to make sure there's none of the servants. Yeah, you don't see any, any of the jackal masked servants. Now keep in mind, they don't speak, so neither should we. What are these things exactly? I'd tell you if I knew. So they're made of sand? There's some sort of demon, that's my guess. Don't think that's anything you haven't faced before, am I right? See my share of demons, Mr. So we kind of uh, enter the darkness. You enter the darkness, so... Um, yeah, it's not very brightly lit in here. Uh, actually, it's it's not lit at all. It's, it's almost pitch black. Except for the light coming in through the open door. Um, it's decorated much the same way. Very heavy in... in uh, bleh, very heavy emphasis on the Egyptian theme. There's like these canopic jars just all over. Um, not like disorganizedly so, but definitely like decorated with all this different stuff in there. I was going to say something, but actually I think why not trying to stay quiet. Okay. So, just kind of tiptoeing. Yeah, we would probably be communicating with hand gestures, right? Like kind of pointing out like a room, like a door. And yeah. Eyes on that door, eyes mm-hmm. on that door. Everyone go ahead and give me notice rolls. You're moving, you're trying to move as quietly as possible. Um, you all got raises on your, your initial stealth checks to, to roll out. I'm going to let those apply uh, through here. So you're being pretty quiet. You're, you're stepping as lightly as possible so you're not making too much uh, noise with your footprints, um, footsteps, excuse me, on the marble floors. Notice Jack did. Is it a notice roll? Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. Okay, I'll get back to you. What'd you get? Uh, I failed. You failed. All right. Yeah, you're kind of uh, you're doing snake eye, right? No. No, you're you're looking at it, it's kind of it's really dark in there. Um, Haru, you get distracted by something in here that you find. Um, in keeping with the theme of the architecture of the house and everything else, what like artifact or relic do you spot that like grabs your attention? Maybe it's some, like, ancient hieroglyphic, like, tablet almost that he has, but it's got depictions of, like, spirits and entities from Egypt, and one of them just looks so much like the uh, the aspect of Moloch or whatever we fought at Okay, like, yeah. It's just like, no, no, no. Yeah, you're looking at this tablet. It's, like, it's in a, a little case... Um, on on like display, and it's it's got like these figures that are disturbingly close to the aspect of Moloch, as well as the Wendigo, um, and, and you know scenes of these things like eating people, uh, but all in hieroglyphic stuff. And you're just like hyper focused on this, and I think you lose the rest of the group because everyone else like is trying to be stealthy, um, and you find yourself alone staring in hor- in pretty much in horror at this like oh my god how widespread are these things um why not you're mostly focusing on being stealthy uh you're kind of following rachel you're not really seeing anything rachel you got a raise so you're checking out the house you're you're kind of uh you're you're definitely avoiding the the servants as they're walking through the house um there's not a lot but you see like you know a single servant like just walking uh, through the corridors, going about some unknown task. But you find a set of stairs 
descending down to the ground, and the the door at the bottom of these stairs is like uh, a vault door. And it's at that point that you realize that Haru is nowhere to be seen. And we'll go right back to Daisy. You've been led to Osiris Cordova's office, and uh, he, he's he meets you at the door and says. Ms. Gilmore, I am pleased to see that you've returned. Have you considered my my offer, my request? Well, I've been thinking a lot about it. Like, this sounds like something that could be very useful to my own work, and yeah, I would love to breach the Lemurians, and at this point I'm going to start stalling a lot and going off about you know, okay. <laughs> the Lemurians. He, he seems very knowledgeable about the Lemurians. Like, he, he follows everything you're saying. Um, okay. And yeah, he's engaging you in, in in earnest conversation. Give me a notice roll. Seven. So there's conviction in his voice, but in his eyes, you there's just kind of this this cold um, sensation, um, like his his emotions don't reach there. He's you know he's just. Vomiting words. That doesn't have that wild eye look that Daisy has when she starts talking about them. Right, yeah. Um, the, the very cold, very calculating. Like, you know, he's he's got all this information. He doesn't believe a word of it. He's just saying what you want to hear. Yeah, and like I said, my suspicions are already up because, you know, there's been people who've tried to tell us we were doing good things before. Oh, yeah. Who used us for bad. Oh, yeah same times it might be good to get the stuff not in this guy's hands somehow mm-hmm. so you're you're discussing with him and talking about the the roundhouse where this this liquid is is located at um and he's describing his device uh, not quite in enough detail um for you to to really grok as it were and he also mentions like uh, a couple of surprise Egyptian artifacts that he believes will be useful in this uh, endeavor. Hmm. The Egyptians. That's interesting, because I never knew that they were really, you know, the, they didn't really deal with the Lemurians from what I heard, but a lot's been lost to history. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, very much has been lost to history. Uh, who knows what other secrets lie buried beneath the Egyptian sands. Um, but I have reason to believe that the, the ancient Egyptians did, in fact, have uh, contact with the Lemurians. After all, their nation is nearly as old. Yeah, well, about the time the Lemurians disappeared, yeah, yeah. But nowhere near the tens of thousands of years old. <laughs> Perhaps, but their society is quite ancient. The Egyptians, that is. Yeah, I think they were around the same time. They, uh... Towards the end. Been many, many fantastic things found beneath the deserts of ancient Egypt. You found some of these things? And for the first time in your conversation, like, you see that, that wide-eyed, wild look of conviction. Like, why, yes, the things, the things I have seen that I have uncovered would not believe. And he gives this, 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 you know, 
slightly too too wide smile. <laughs> Do you have any of these here? E yes. Of course. Would you like to see? Yeah, that'd be great. This is this is all part of my my apparatus to to reach the Lemurians. I had not heard of them when I found this device uh, many, many years ago, but I believe it is intricately linked to them. There's no other possible explanation. Come, I will show you. Okay. And shift. So you're staring at this tablet. You're still kind of, kind of, you know, horrified uh, at... spread. kind of whispering but muttering to himself over just like they, they, they can't have gone all over the place they, they and like instead of elk skulls and stuff like that they're like antelope and gazelle skulls and, and stuff like that but still and like vulture yeah <laughs> um, and then you realize like you are very much by yourself and as you turn around to, to look like you're looking at this this tablet, and you realize, like, you're alone, and you turn to, like, like, oh, shoot, where did the rest of the group go? And standing there, like, six inches away uh, is one of these jackal-masked servants. You are quite quiet. I... What's your parry? Oh, no, never mind. I rolled shitty. It strikes at you. Dodge out of the way, just like twisting my body and going, oh, but not very friendly. And, uh, we'll ready to, uh... Right, go ahead and roll at your attack. Eleven. Uh, that's gonna hit and raise. Uh, seventeen... 18 points of damage to it. Alright, you cut it and it disintegrates into this black sand. Uh, and give me a notice roll. Minus 2. Nope. Okay. Yeah, it just collapses into sand. Uh, Rachel, you're you you're at this vault door and these stairs going down and you realize that uh, the, the two of you realize that Haru's not with you. Yeah, Rachel will kind of turn to Wine on and whisper. Where's Where's Haru? We may be compromised. What? They may know that we're here. If they perhaps they've snagged Haru when we weren't looking. Gotta go find him. Can I'll go look for him. You get this door open. We we'll will split go the party even further. Wrong. We'll go together, and likely we'll have to escape. And hope that Miss Gilmore can somehow find her way out. We gotta know what's behind this door. We need an escape route. Leave that to me. No. Look, why not? I get that trusting doesn't come easily for you, but you gotta trust me. I've trusted you so far. 
You're really foolhardy. Fine, I'll get this door open. Bring Haru back, and if you can't, at least scream. Have the dignity to help let me have a chance out. She'll touch her hat to you and uh, take as, off. As you say, give me notice rolls. Um, I got a simple, unless there's any minuses to it. Nope. Uh, I do not. You do not? Uh, why not you hear footsteps? A couple of footsteps. Uh, he, he grabs Rachel by the shoulder and kind of pulls her back and crouches down, kind of pulling her with him. Okay. Uh, both of you give me some stealth rolls then. <laughs> he just like, do you mind? <laughs> Any penalties? No. A simple success. Uh, full success. Oh, yeah. Got a raise. So I think you can use some of that to help... Uh, Rachel's own dis- uh, stealth check as you pull her into the shadows. Like, no, no, over here in the shadows. Um, uh, and you do so just in time as you see uh, Osiris Cordova and Daisy come uh, walking down these steps. Osiris is talking very animately about the Egyptians and the Lemurians. Um, Daisy, you're kind of just following along. Yeah, he's leading you down these steps towards his vault door. So yeah, he uh, he fills with the the vault door and and opens it, swings it open, and it you know, groans open very loudly. Come, please follow. Yes. How does he open the vault door? Is it like a key that he's using? Um. Yes. Yes, it is. But he leaves it like open, and yeah, the two of you disappear through this door. Uh, Haru, what are you doing? You've just cut this thing down. I'm going to find the doorway that leads out of this room, not out back outside, of course, or wherever, and see if I can try to find them. Give me another nose roll. Five. Okay. Yeah. You kind of trace, like, the logical path you think they would have taken, and it it takes you a little bit, but eventually you find, like, this stairwell going down. And, uh, actually, you know what? Probably you're walking through, you're lost, and Wynon just, like, grabs you from out of nowhere and hauls you into the shadows. Lost. I kind of wanted, like, the moment he grabs me to do, like, just, like, a martial arts, like, like, grab his hand and be like... Oh, it's just you. Sure, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, he puts you in an arm lock and just goes, oh, just you. And then he, like, turns yours around and, like, relocks it. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, we go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a half hour kung fu off. <laughs> totally <laughs> silent, though. Your martial arts is almost as strong as mine. <laughs> like, you knock over a base at one point and you all swap your combat to just grab the base. Rachel's like, the fuck, guys? Come on, we're, we're trying to break in here. Lost. No, uh, something caught my attention. Did, uh, did you two find anything? Yes. Let's go. Wait a second. You heard him say that this was his lab. Do you think he's going to take Daisy to where they're keeping her father? I think that he's a very arrogant man, playing with powers that he can't possibly understand. I think that sort of arrogance is a weakness, and I do think he might do it to taunt her or for some other purpose. Well... Who knows, he may be leading her down there to say, help me or I will never release your father. He may intend to capture her as well. She's a brilliant mind as well. The whole point was to search where Daisy wasn't to look for her father. Yes, but this is an opportunity. 
and I think we should spring upon it. Now, let's get in there before these things hear us. I uh, killed one, by the way. It turned into black sand. Well, there you go. Something I'm not used to. We're about to come look for you, Haru. You wouldn't have liked what I found. And you're sure you didn't make any other sounds? Didn't alert any others? My blade is quiet. Your footsteps aren't, so let's go. Ouch. Look, if you two want to go into this vault, you should go, but I think I need to search the rest of the house. Ex-Deputy Kennedy, I hope you will listen to me once when I say that you going off by yourself is certain death or doom of a sort that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Alright, since I'm outnumbered two to one, we're going to go into this vault, but we're going to keep it quick. We're here to look for Daisy's father. Yes, so let's get it. it. Let's get it done. If he's not in there, we're getting back out and keeping looking. I didn't... Haru seems very off-put because he didn't, like, vote to wrestling go down in the thing. He's just like, I didn't say to go down. And, like, I feel like Rachel's gonna just, like, grab you by, like, your coat, pull you in and, like, kiss you. <laughs> and, like, shove you away and be like, I'm glad you're alright. Roll Dominion. No. <laughs> I'm like, I just keep thinking zombie kiss. What, what Dominion level are you at right now? Neg one. Oh, boy. Yeah, they're still, like, push you away, pat you on the shoulder awkwardly, be like, I'm glad you're alright. Let's go. Quietly make our way down the stairs. Yep, you make your way down the stairs through the door. Um, you all find yourselves in a vast... You, you go downstairs for quite some distance. You're pretty sure you're you're a good 20, 30 feet underground. What kind of lighting is it? Uh, there's not a whole lot of lighting, at least not in the stairwell. Um... So you, since you can see in the dark, you're probably having to kind of guide these two. Okay. Oh, I mean, being a melee fighter, I'd take front anyway. Yeah. Uh, Daisy, you probably found yourself quite uncomfortably at the mercy of Osiris Cordova. There's, like, no light, and he seems to know the way. He's leading you by the hand. Uh, but you get down to a large open chamber, and Cordova kind of reaches out by memory and, and hits, like, a switch or something, and these lights come flicking on... <laughs> And it's this this huge lab. It, or is it a lab? It could be a morgue. You're not sure. It's kind of weird. There's a lot of tables. There's a couple that have, like, the typical lab equipment you would expect to find. You know, chemistry, equipment, uh, work tables, engineering tables, stuff like that. But then there's others that are, like, covered with cloth and very clearly have bodies on them and in your space with all this stuff is a lot of like egyptian artifacts and sarcophagi um and off to the right as you're entering this room there's a large um something that's covered in in a heavy canvas cloth so that you can't see it and there's like not enough profile to make out what it is and then there's like almost a, a a dais at the very end of the room and over that is another very large structure that's got this huge cloth hanging over it. 
and Cordova is talking very, very adamantly about his discoveries in Egypt, and he he gives you almost gives you like his life story about how he his parents were archaeologists and scholars uh, from Spain uh, who went to to Egypt to study what was going on there. They were Egyptologists, uh, some of the foremost uh, Egyptologists in Spain, and he was born in Egypt. And uh, when he was uh, a young teen, a band of Bedouins raided the dig his parents were heading. And uh, this artifact they found there, um, they tried to activate it somehow. And you're, you're a little hazy on what all happened, but somehow uh, it destroyed his parents. And he was taken captive by the Bedouins, who then... Uh, kind of adopted him into their their tribe and raised him as their own um, until eventually he was old enough to to strike off on his own as a man and uh, made his way back to Spain and then eventually studied abroad in England and yada 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 and it get you know this is a whole life story um, eventually like wound up. Uh, going back to Egypt and reclaiming this artifact that destroyed his parents and bringing it to America and so on and so forth. So, so what does this artifact do? What powers it? Is it some kind of like ancient ghost rock? Perhaps. It's entirely possible. Um, it's uh, a portal of some sort is my suspicion. It's the key to my plan to contact the Lemurians. Ah. Here, let me show you. And he, he moves towards the, the dais. And uh, the rest of you, you've kind of moved up. you followed uh, Daisy and Cordova to this point. You've kind of heard probably the important 25% of his story. <laughs> and you're, you're watching from the shadows as he moves up and he... he pulls on this this heavy canvas and uh you pretty much see a stargate yeah <laughs> wow that's pretty big and what do all those symbols mean i believe they are coordinates or at least components of coordinates interesting if they're not egyptian because the words i mean i can't really tell, but, like, you know, the birds and the eyes and none of that's on there. There's some hieroglyphics, but I believe the majority of these symbols are Lemurian. Do they look familiar to me? Give me a... A, <laughs> a knowledge conspiracy uh, theory roll? Yeah, give, give me a... Uh, 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 a, no- a, a crazy knowledge roll. Weird science. Crazy knowledge roll? Yeah. Weird science. Weird science. Give me a weird science roll. All right. Uh, that is a 13. No fucking way. These aren't Lemurian. No. I'll just be like, yeah, I don't... Uh, you know, I didn't spend too much time, so maybe they're... I, I don't just don't recognize them so much. You said you were there at, at, at the city of Thalos, Yes. Yeah. You well you uh you met them in in the flesh, right? Yes. 
But I didn't, you know, I didn't really learn that's, their language so much as in writing. I couldn't, so it just doesn't look familiar to me. That's still more than that fool Spencer ever did. Well, no, he never met them, but because Philo's talked through him. Yes. I picked his brain. He had little to provide. Anybody else, like, with all the bodies on the tables, kind of go know. picked his brain? Yeah, <laughs> Perhaps you will provide greater insight. Oh, <laughs> that was meant literally. Yeah. I smell ah. a boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know your friends are here, Ms. Gilmore. What? My servants detected them. You may as well tell them to step out from the shadows. Do we hear Do this? I know that oh, they're yeah. actually like, here. Uh, well, then, yeah, then the Haru would be like, well, the jig is up. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, you guys are some of you pretty stealthy, so I mean, I don't think. I invited you here on trust, and yet here you have betrayed it. Well. Rachel's just gonna mouth that, why don't I told you so? Alright, I look, my friends and I have been duped before by people telling us that we were doing good to get to serve their evil needs. Well. We already heard. We, we've heard word way back in Oregon that maybe. Y'all have something to do with my daddy's disappearance. So, yeah. We came not trusting you. You're here for Trevor Gilmore, are you? I'm here for my father, yes. Well, allow me to facilitate the reunion of father and daughter. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Music is provided by the Eaglestone Collective. Sound effects are by Plate Battle Games and Battle Bards. Aircraft effects were provided by soundjade.com. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you'll join us again. Have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and I'll catch you next time.